This week's Winefellers is brought to you by Worcestershire's Articulation and Diction Courses. Now accepting registration for the Standy Potty. Introducing a wall-mounted upright flushing apparatus for men. The Standy Potty. We're number one. And River of Life Lutheran Church. You can't enter heaven unless Jesus enters you. Welcome to this week's episode of The Wine Fellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co-founder of TrueBottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices, and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we... Day, everyone, on the most extraordinarily phenomenal episode of the Wine Fellers ever transmitted by Radio Wave. We will dive deep into this week's Wine Fellers Wine News. Then we will listen to the premiere of Hillsborough's new theme song, as voted by you, the listener. And later in the show, we will hold our best ever wine feller super spectacular special surprise wine bearing event. This time with super spectacular beer. But first, this week's Medig. Welcome. You've got mail. So what you what you what you got? I got mail. So what you what you what you got? I got mail. All right, Joe. It is so glad. I'm so glad to see you. Oh, Mark. I am very uh, glad to see you. Happy Wine Fellers Monday to you. And happy National Red Wine Day. You know, I never thought that was actually a thing. Neither did I. <laughs> when I was actually just researching today's news, I found out today was uh, National Red Wine Day, and 
and uh, it's a, it's a it's, I don't know why they have National Road to Wine Day, but it seems like the perfect holiday. I think it's better than uh, any uh, other holiday you did, can imagine. Did the, uh, did the link between you seeing this wine related holiday and the fact we had a wine show to do today did that did that light bulb go off very quickly or well by four o'clock today i put <laughs> i put it together and i said you know we should probably mention something about this since we are doing a radio show oh. and people do like red wine and it's red wine day so let's go ahead everyone hears about arbor day i mean that's like the i don't even know what that is well it's the world's best you know forgotten holiday Oh, okay. For trees, you know, I guess oh, right, uh, on Arbor right. Day you you do something yeah. with a tree. Okay, maybe plant a tree. It shows you what I know. So on wine, uh, red wine drinking day. Does that mean you yes. need to drink a bottle of of red wine today? Yes, drink a bottle or two of your favorite red red wine, and you have to. And it's you have an excuse to. And uh, if someone tells you not to. You uh, point to the Constitution. I'm sorry I even showed up for work today, Mark. <laughs> well, I mean, this is a pretty big day. It is a pretty big day. And even as important, I really think that I'm just going to go out on a limb. Oh, and I know boy. what you're going to say. Oh, boy. I really think yes. that this is going to be oh. our best <laughs> show ever. Yeah, well, it could be. Well, I I doubted you if last time you said this. If you knew what I knew, if you knew what was coming yeah, up. Yeah, I am a little worried. If you knew it was in the special wine slash beer pairing event. I am a little. You would agree with me. So just hang on to your horses. <laughs> uh, I got a text from Mark uh, as as I was heading over to the studio for the show, and it just said, "Bring hashtag Natty Light." Yes. And I wrote back, I said, why? And he's like, I can't tell. Don't you. ask, just bring. Well, let's get to the mailbag. Okay, yeah. Um, so, as you know, uh, we are and we have an international following, Mark. We do. Okay, and we every week receive letters, calls, voicemails, email, messages on social media. Sounds, yes. From all of our fans around the world. And some not so much fans. No, but I would say the majority, meaning 51%, <laughs> are have favorable things Five to say. out of ten, yeah. So uh, I'm wondering, uh, this one, I, I need to tell you, it came from a fan. Okay. These are the good mailbags. Yeah. These are the ones we like. Because we've gotten so much terrible mail from some of the things we've said on the radio. I'm very glad to bring this one up today. This is Anthony, and he wrote in uh, via email. He said he's writing from Coupon, Pennsylvania. Ooh. Uh, he listens via iTunes. Uh, he writes, hey, fellers, longtime listener, first-time emailer. Probably just to our show, not emailer. <laughs> <laughs> first time he sent an email. You should clarify. Because it's, it's come through pretty well. Please clarify. My <laughs> wife and I love your show almost as much as we love wine and even each other. That's so sweet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Anthony. Uh, speaking of wine, he asks, do you happen to have a good rule of thumb about which wines should be served at which temperatures? And, uh, and we can answer this one. We can. We have been over this before. 
We have. I think so. And I think this is good to go over, you know, every once in a while. And, and uh, I'm going to quickly drop a knowledge bomb on you because we like, we like to give a little bit of information on the wine show about wine. Not it's a, too much. It, it is a little about learning as well. It's a little about learning. Not too much. Because we find that we ask people to learn too much, they get learned doubt. Well, I'm the same way, Mark. <laughs> It's information <laughs> overload. That's okay? right. We want everything in five-minute bi- five YouTube clips. I mean, YouTube's not even a thing anymore. You've got the, you know, just five-second Twitch videos or yeah, whatever. Vine, Vine, yeah, boom. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so many out there now, right? So we're going to go really quick then. So, okay, light, dry, white wines like rosé, sparkling wines, you should serve between 40 and 50 degrees, like, you know, Pinot Grigio, uh, champagne, and that's a cool temperature. Yeah, it's a cool temperature. You're, you know, you're in, in part of the chilling process for champagne at that temperature, it keeps bubbles fine rather yeah. than frothy, and it's also good for white, like sauternes. We we both like sauternes, and that's yes, a good temperature absolutely. for sauternes. Well, because sometimes if you serve sauternes warmer than, than that, it can make the wine too sweet and it doesn't taste as good. And, and again, that that is the recommendation of almost all wine drinkers out there. Now, there will be some people you will find who says who say certain white wines will will perform better a little warmer than that. Right. That's but, true. But in general. Yeah. Just generally speaking. I mean, if it's white, cool it down. Yeah. 40, 50 degrees. Now, knowledge bomb number two. Bring it. Full bodied white wines like light, fruity uh, red. You yeah. serve between 50 to 60 degrees. A little warmer little warmer and it makes because it's uh, those wines a little bit more complex sometimes and it makes the aromas come out makes it more of a rich experience that's knowledge bomb number two absolutely uh what about a red wine mark knowledge bob knowledge bob knowledge bob knowledge Knowledge bomb number three our last knowledge bomb of the uh mailbag uh so like full-bodied reds like and also ports i would serve between 60 and 65 degrees sure cooler than most room temperatures but warmer than the ideal cellaring temperature and you do this because you want to be able to taste the wine yeah and so anthony and everyone out there listening right now uh we just dropped three knowledge bombs on you Little shock and awe oh, yeah. from the wine fellers. Welcome to North Carolina's only fine wine newscast, where your good wine fellers, Mark and Joe, discuss real wine stories from this week's news, offering you an insider's view into the fascinating and often hilarious world of fine wine, right here on WA. This week on the Winefellers News, what makes people who work in the wine trade most irritable? Try spitting red wine on them. What goes better than wine and food? How about wine and food and cats? Go together better than wine and food. What if buying cheap, watered-down beer just isn't enough? Sounds like you need to try one of the worst-rated beers in the world. This week on The News. All right, The News. The News. The wine trade. Wow, that's a really relaxing start to the news. Mark. Yes, I want people to be relaxed before they, you know, people sometimes get irritated by the news, but we try not to, we try to make you relax before we do that. The wine trade. Yes. Is largely made up of wine lovers happy to be working in an industry where they can indulge in their personal love of wine. Yeah, why not? 
But unfortunately, the trade can breed some irritating habits. Really? Mm -hmm. The drinks business just came out with the eight most irritating habits of people in the wine trade when attending wine trade events. Oh, man, I can't wait to hear this. So these are people in the business who, you know, if you're in the business like I am, like we are, you trade, you, you go to wine events, uh, professionally speaking, and there's not many people from the public. And these events are sometimes run a little bit differently and because everybody's <laughs> well this will be there would be like be the guy that goes to all of these events yes and he's always like uh there's the guy that everything tastes with a hint of pencil lead well we're gonna so yeah i think you're on right you know i think you're on it or he yeah. always he always walks around with his wine yoke uh-huh right i'm just gonna imagine some yeah, of these irritating you're getting, attributes you're about right so the first one the first irritating uh, uh, issue that comes up for people in the professional trade is something we call projectile spitting. Oh. <laughs> right, because when you're at a wine tasting event, yes. as one of these professionals, you're you're you can't just drink the wine. You got to taste it, swish it around, and spit it. You're supposed, <laughs> you're, to, you're supposed to spit. Supposed to spit it out. So this is when and they must be pros at this. Yes, this is when people attempt to hit the spittoon from across the room <laughs> and thereby if you're standing you know within five feet of them you get the spray of their wine as their as oh it goes into the uh, receptacle and so yeah so people don't don't understand that that when you know if you're at a professional wine event you're not supposed to actually drink the wine well you you would some yes but you would be so drunk yes you know an hour into this thing you're supposed to spit out the vast majority of the wine. That's considered uh, proper, especially if you have a, attending a wine event, which like I have at 8 o'clock in the morning. It, it really does <laughs> yeah, happen. Yeah. You're done by 9 o'clock well, if you start and, drinking the wine. And you're trying wine. to keep your faculties about you because you want to, you're, you may be a, a writer right, and want to write about these different wines. You might be a wine producer or maker and want to, to sample a bunch of wines, and you want your full faculties when you you're doing do. that. You do. So that's that's the first one. Now, the second one. Which I like that, though, Mark. <laughs> that could be that, probably one of the more fun events at one of these tastings. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, all the personalities. We'll have to go uh, sometime soon. So the second one, people that don't spit at all, and that's we were talking about that just a second ago. This is a common behavior. Oh, so yeah. so at, at regular tastings, called consumer tastings, no offense to the consumers out there. No, no, no. But, you know, people who just go to regular wine tastings, they drink their wine. Who knew? But a glazed <laughs> expression and slurred speech is not becoming if you're attending a trade tasting event. No, no, no. You've seen the videos and pictures of these these people that go on these Sonoma Valley tours, mm -hmm. wine tasting tours, and you're right. But like an hour into the tour, yeah, before lunch even. That's right. They're just laid out on the, right. the bench. Give outside. me bottle number two again. <laughs> well, which one is that? Sir? I don't care. <laughs> it, it happens all the time because. <clears throat> you know, it's ex well, it's fun to go out drinking with your buddies. Yes. Right. And the problem is if you are anyone who's done like the crawl, the town crawl, uh -huh. where you have to go to all six, seven, eight bars that that night. Yes. Rarely do you make it the whole way. It's almost like when you right. sign you're up not, for one of these, when you sign up. Yeah. You're not expecting for a consumer level <laughs> wine tasting experience. Yes, you are basically giving up <laughs> yeah. right then. It is assumed that you will be totally drunk 
Right. All you can drink wine. Lunch. I mean, of course, sure. <laughs> so number three, indiscernible spittoons. <clears throat> <laughs> Sir, that was my spare boot. And this is a real thing. This has actually <laughs> happened to me. I'm not kidding. Sometimes. Oh, no. Really? Uh, so, so you don't want to make spittoons obvious that they're spittoons because it's kind of gross. Everyone's spitting into the same <laughs> jar. And so you want to make it look a little nicer. So you make it you kind of oh, like, a, like a silver thing or a vase or a jug. Sure. So it's a type. So, but it's not like cause, a styrofoam cup. It can cause confusion, which can lead to embarrassment. So, especially when this has happened, someone turns the spittoon upside down looking for the price tag. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> that can happen. So you want so because <laughs> not everyone knows it's a spittoon. I think what's this nice little uh, thing sitting on the table here? How much does this cost? And then everyone's wine, uh, communal oh wine goes everywhere. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So you want to be able. You want people to know which spittoon is the actual spittoon. Now, if you are doing chew at one of these events, <laughs> I don't think they do that. I mean. Okay, I'm with you I'm so just far. With, bear with me here. All right. Would you use the same vessel? Yeah. You know, I've seen a lot of folks. Here's the problem: is a lot of folks when they're when they're doing chew, they will spit into an empty their empty beer can, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which I think would really be a problem. Yes. At wine tastings, if you're spitting into empty wine bottles, someone <laughs> because every every college. Mm. Anyone who's went to college, this has happened before, where you pick up, or if if you were on a high school lacrosse team, same same thing. If you've picked up, a, you've, we've all picked up a bottle at that party. Yeah, you go to take a, a swig off of it, mm. and it's 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 a spittoon. Yeah, I I think you've, I mean, I think you've picked a problemless problem when it comes to wine tasting, but it's not I'm well sure here's, here's, here's my okay. point you wouldn't want to use you're talking about deceptive spittoons yes you wouldn't want to use like an 82 lafitte empty 82 lafitte bottle for your for your spittoon for your spittoon or there'd be a lot of or people chew drinking that <laughs> okay well, that's that's a good point so but it's good i like that so number four uh people who hog the taste the tasting table that makes sense like they go up and yeah and they just stay there too and you long. can't get to the wine because someone is you know there all the time uh and then yeah. number five is the tasting crasher that's someone who is not part of the trade but kind of you know <laughs> trashes because they got wind of a wine a professional wine uh, tasting event oh and this they, happens oh sure and they want to be a part i get it <laughs> i mean totally i get it i mean every no one if someone has free wine somewhere in the hotel you want to try to get to that event. I, I get it. But <laughs> I, you, I bet you guys, like, they they must conceal the event under a different name. Like, it's not like, uh, you know, the Taylor wedding in, in this room, no, they in this sh- ballroom. They should, but they're actually, these people are pretty easy to spot. <laughs> well, one hour in. Well, one, right, they're not spitting any of their wine, as we've talked about before. They're just, every whatever drop they get, it's happily going into oh, their stomach. Oh, my gosh. And number two, they rarely make eye contact with you. Oh, really? Yeah. They're like, huh. don't talk to me about wine, don't talk to me about wine, don't talk to me about wine, because you ask them a question about wine, it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is red. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that happens. Uh, I'm, I'm already uh, envisioning um, us crashing one of these things, Mark. Oh, and yeah. doing those very things, right? Just to see when the we're really we get. when you know people might treat us poorly because they think we're crashers, <laughs> right? Wine tasting crashers, which we we, we would be in yeah, that case, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So the, the next one is stingy pours, which makes sense. People who don't give you very much wine in your glass. Yeah, but if you're just swirling it around and swishing it and spitting well, it out. Well, you need enough to coat the bottom of the glass, oh, by God. When, so, you say, when you say not enough, you're talking about. Yeah, just a little bit, like, you oh, know, weird. less than a finger. Oh, my God. Because they want to, you know, spread it around. Everyone oh, gets a boy. taste. But then the opposite, number seven, the bottle hogs, people who, you know, they're trying to drink every drop of the great wine. They find the best bottle in the room as soon as they get to the wine pairing, wine tasting event. Really? And they go right to that table and they drink it all up. Really? Yeah, that happens. Now, well, how prepared do these people come with the different bottles of wines? Is it typically, how many people, first off, are coming to these things? Well, it can be any size. I mean, there's and, and you can have them for any different reason people showing off their new wines it could be kind of a trade show that's what i'm thinking it could be distributor they must come there with with cases sure it could be one distributor and all the showing all the wines that they distribute i mean it could be who knows okay and the last one which you talked about in the very beginning of this segment excessive swirling sniffing and just general pretentiousness and this is probably the biggest complaint of all of these professional events uh you know you don't want you want to drink wine you want to think about it but you don't want to to hear about what someone else has to say about it often. You want to, <laughs> someone's go, waxing, you know, poetic about the, uh, a monologue about their wine and they're using uh, four synonyms about for the same term. <laughs> it's a bit much. <laughs> that would be, uh, that would be just inappropriate because if you're surrounded by, it would be like going to a different professional event yeah. and spouting off statistics about, about f- that <laughs> trade that people already know, but it's nothing about the trade. I mean, you know, you've uh, been to plenty. Sure. You've in college, you go to any classroom. There's always one guy oh, in the class. Yeah. There's always one person who has to hear himself talk <laughs> and who has to comment on everything uh, the instructor says. And it, you'll, you'll, almost, you'll, it'll be like ten minutes until class is about to let out. The professor will say, oh, "Well, we'll right. get out early now." Unless, Unless anyone has, has any, any qu- other questions. And there's his hand goes there up. There goes the hand. And so that's the same idea. There's Ugh. someone who's talking about, and like, okay, so you go, excuse yourself to the next wine tasting table, and the guy follows you there. Oh, boy. You're right. So so that's probably the biggest irritant of all for people <laughs> in the trade. I mean, I'm like, you know, I think anyone can relate to any field on that. <laughs> <laughs> on second thought. Let's not go to one of these. Yeah. Okay, this does not yeah, sound You can good. actually drink wine and not go to these things. Oh, uh, yeah, that sounds much better. Okay, so our second story. Okay. Joe. Yes, Mark? Cat bars are becoming more popular. Oh, boy. A cat bar is a bar where people can drink a glass of wine while playing with rescued cats. <laughs> for, for cat fanciers... This is brilliant! For cat fanciers who enjoy a drink or two, this is a perfect combination. In Japan, hanging out with cats has been very easy thanks to a prevalence of these cat bars. So, for example, Nico Bar in Tokyo serves up a menu of a variety of alcoholic beverages and small plates of food and cats. <laughs> <laughs> and soon, Denver, Colorado will be getting its oh, first cat boy. bar. I wonder why Denver. Well, Mark. I don't know, but 18 months ago, the Denver Cat Company started with a vision to be a sanctuary for cats without owners and a place where Denver citizens could enjoy the soothing presence of some kittens looking for love. 
The, oh, no. The, the, <laughs> the company created their first venture, a cat cafe, and after a year and a half and 150 adoptions, they've decided to get a little more adventurous by creating a cat bar. Mark, 150 adoptions in a year, and you run a cat a cat cafe. Well, you just, Th- that's your job? It would be like me bragging about owning a pencil company, and I sold 10 pencils last year. <laughs> This is not impressive Well, here. I'm thinking more of, I mean, I'm just envisioning sitting on a couch, eating my raw uh, ahi tuna, and playing with a, a cat, or cat, multiple cats that are sitting next to me. Scrambles. And cat fur going everywhere. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Who would want to eat their food around all of this cat dander? It seems like. It's not just your cat. It seems like a health issue. I don't know. Uh, just hundreds of you're eating in a you're basically eating in a, a an animal shelter. Exactly. Someone's someone <laughs> we serving, have all been to those. Someone's serving you sushi in an animal shelter. And just down the hall, you see, uh, you know, guys scrubbing the floor of four oh nine. So this is rubber what, gloves. So I'm on. trying to answer your question. Why Denver? So maybe oh. this this was something that could fly there. Well, it, is, it almost has me thinking that they're looking for, uh, okay, normal adoptions aren't working. All right? yeah. We're not adopting fast enough. W- how can we make this more of an impulse buy? Let's have them drunk, they think. Well, that's why this is so perfect. Because <laughs> people just do dumb things. Oh, like, totally. Right. And your wife is like, <laughs> your wife comes home from work like, we have, why are there five cats in our living room? <laughs> I'll tell you how those fuck cats in the living room. That's Snickers and that's Doodles. You already that's... named them. <laughs> that's Snickers and that's Snickers and that's Snickers. Snickers Jr. All right. And so but it's brilliant. So the Denver oh, Cat is... Company only sources fully vetted cats, whatever that means. The cats roaming in the bar will be perfectly suitable to adopt and bring home on any given night. So if all goes well... Humans can mingle with kittens over a nice glass of red wine. Nope. Pay the tab and take their furry date home, hoping to get them into their bed for a long night ahead. <laughs> a long night of what? Just a long night ahead. Bro. Oh, good, great. <laughs> like that, you know, there's cats are sleeping. I mean, I know we break a lot of ground here on the wine fellers. I was not ready for that, Mark. Well, you just you cats. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're your pets. I don't know what you're thinking about. Oh, oh boy! Goodness gracious! Oh boy! Hey, the uh, when you mentioned that eating your fish (laughs) in in a room full of cat hair in the air, (laughs) it got me thinking that you know maybe it should be like a hairless cat adoption facility. But then that was even less appetizing to me. (laughs) If you've ever seen a hairless cat. Yeah, so uh, no, this would much make much more sense if you had a hairless cat for obvious <laughs> reasons. I'd feel much more comfortable eating sushi with a hairless cat. <laughs> yeah, like you, like you got me all the way there, eating sushi with the cats. Right. Now I made that part up. I don't know what they serve, but it could be sushi. I don't know what it, I'm. Assuming- well, they definitely serve alcohol. Yeah. I mean, you have to serve the alcohol. Yeah, but I assume they're serving some kind of food too. I'm assuming. I mean, you know. Wait, is this for people to go meet the cat love of their life and have dinner with it well, and not, take them home? You're not having dinner. With, I mean, you're eating, you're drinking wine, and they're right, cats but are you all like about. looking? You're looking through a glass window at all the cats. No, playing? you're with the cats. 
this is how are they serving food in this place <laughs> well there must be there must be a way they're doing it i don't know but it must be like they have a couple vending machines in the corner i'm sure for the cats no for the people <laughs> and you know and uh that's the only way they'd be allowed to serve any type of food in this environment yes i mean look drunk people and cats i get it but when you <laughs> when you bring in the food it's just something we're not getting. We'll do a little bit more research on that, and, and we'll bring that to you next week to kind of answer. I'm ready. Questions. I think I'm I'm feeling a new product coming on in era in Winery Fifty One, yeah. And it's the it's the it's the cat uh, cat food, the uh, uh, vending machine. The cat. More more to the come. The cat food or the cat. The cat. <laughs> the, cat the cat food. All right. The cat comma food vending. I machine. I like the cat vending machine, but we'll that, I like that. that. That's All good. Right. It's, it's good. The third story. <laughs> oh, Mark. RateBeer.com, which my wife, who is more of a beer drinker than I am, she, yeah, yeah. whenever we go to a restaurant, she goes to Rate Beer, and she before she orders a beer to see what score the beer gets. Out of, sure. From zero to five points. But RateBeer.com has recently come out with a list of the worst beers in the world, Ooh. as rated by thousands of beer enthusiasts. No, that's that's uh, timely. So let's go over the worst five beers in the world, as rated by rate beer enthusiasts. And I'm going to get your opinion on that, Joe, because you probably know more about beer than I do. I'm a I'm a big beer lover, Mark. You are. So number you can tell me if this rings true. So the fifth worst beer in the world okay. is Michelob Ultra, which got a 1.11 score. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of Michelob Ultra. We've we've uh, my wife and I have done a lot of the low carb diets. Okay, yes. over the years. Mm -hmm. That's a great beer. It's low in carbs. Right. It's like 1.2, 1.8 grams per beer. It's low low calorie beer. So it's not a lot of flavor. So you're not a big fan of it. I will drink that if I have to. Right. And it's not that bad on a on an extremely extremely hot hot day. night and it's cool beer. Yes. And, it, and it's maybe your second beer. It would, it, water, water, a cold ice water would just barely, would score barely better. Well, okay, well, that's good. So that, that's number five. Now, the fourth, so we're going down from fifth worst to the absolute worst. We're making our way to the worst, number one, number one worst beer. As rated by RateBeer.com, the thousands of raters. All right, uh, we're on number four. What is it? Milwaukee's Best Premium. Oh. oh. I don't know. Well, I mean. Got a 1.1. <laughs> So apparently they didn't learn their from their mistakes from the, the original one. I would I would call it the beast. That's right. It, it, so I didn't know that. Yes, yes. But yeah, they call it the beast. Well, I know why that. I know why Milwaukee's best premium got number four, because Milwaukee's best ice got number three. <laughs> well, so number three is called. I've never heard this beer before. You tell me if you have. It's called Sleeman. <laughs> I'm making this up. It's called oh, Sleem oh boy. Sleeman Clear. <laughs> I got a, a 1.09. Oh, wait, a, they're scoring down to the hundredth place. Well, you know, it's all right beer. Oh, so wow. it's a low carb, low calorie beer. And some of the some of the, <laughs> so some of the reviews on there said uh, smells oh. like dirty wet socks. And someone wrote. This literally smells like garbage. I've never smelled a, <laughs> a gaping bullet wound, but this seems mighty darn close. So this is our the reviews on this beer. Oh boy, Sleevens. Sleeman. <laughs> with with a name with a name like Sleemans, oh, it's gotta be good. So. Oh, it's that's got to be made as just a joke. 
No, it's a real beer. I, no, it's a it's a real beer. So number that's is that out of America? It's uh yeah, I think so. Yeah, all the low carb beers are. So number two, the number two worst beer in the world, and I don't think I've ever had this. Is <laughs> no, dude, is, no. Sleeman is a Canadian brewery. <laughs> okay, <it's> Canadian. <laughs> that's even worse, man. Is it? How would the Canadians do that? Oh wait, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sleeman's Breweries. Sleeman. John H. Sleeman. We'll have him on the show next week. I'm sure they'll well, love let's to. Let's call up. I'm sure they'd love to be on. <laughs> yeah. So number two is Natural Ice. Natural Ice got number two. And that got a 1.08. And uh, someone wrote uh, as a review, they said, this beer makes me sad. There's uh-huh. nothing redeemable about drinking this. There is nothing good in this can. It is pure bum alcohol developed for <laughs> alcoholics who, that spend their day beating their kids. And oh, Mark, I'm come on, not, this is a family I know, channel I, here. This is the reviews this thing's getting. I mean, how did we as people offend God so much <laughs> that this was created? I mean, this. Is, I do like that idea <laughs> that it's his ultimate revenge yeah, on us. I, mean, I will give you thumbs. And intelligence, but you will go on to create natural ice. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like the it's like uh, the, like the serpent, but it's, <laughs> it's natural ice beer. You're gonna made to suffer. Oh my! Through that, gosh. So the number one worst number beer. Number one worst beer, as rated by as rated uh, by ratebeer.com. Okay, is yes natural light. Oh, Mark. With a 1.06 rated worst beer in the world. Uh, people described it as beer-flavored water. <laughs> they said it's a good palate cleanser between beers. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. That's Nose true. and taste of corn and metal. <laughs> the, my favorite one is slightly stale water, like from a public <laughs> drinking fountain or a Boy Scouts canteen. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, and this is why you had me pick up two 25 fluid ounce natural lights, natty lights. Yes. So the our, big one. Our wine pairing, our surprise oh, wine boy. pairing today is not going to involve wine, it's going to involve beer or the world's rate worst rated beer natural light so that's coming up later in the show yes yeah, stick around or i have no idea what mark is getting me into but i do know i will be drinking the worst rated beer in the world we're proud to present a happy precedent Super segment, it's Wine Fellers special event. Turn your radio up, turn it off, grab your wine cup, go get it, put on some makeup. Oh, yeah. It's Wine Fellers special roundup. Pour your wine bottle, feed your brothel, brothel. seal that glory hole with Mark and Joe on cruise control. You've lost your wife and kids to cancer. <laughs> All right. 
it's a wine speller special event. And oh, Mark, do, I feel like I need to apologize every time that special event song comes on. But it's a special. It song. is a special event song, and it is meant to cheer people up. But it, there's a lot of talk of cancer in that song, Mark. But we're cheering people up. I mean, who? I mean, well, we'll think about it. I mean, how it. can yeah. you have a, a war on cancer if you can't say the name? Right. You know what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> and that's our. Th- right. Okay. It, it's in the name of the whole of the thing. Well, we've had people complain about a lot of things about the show, but not necessarily that. No, that's the one thing, strangely enough, no one's called <laughs> in about. I don't haven't heard the lyrics. But okay, so. This is a special event, though. So, what is the special event, Joe? This special event is, uh, I'm not sure if. All of our listeners caught on to the fact that Hillsboro in Orange County, North Carolina, put on a, uh, I guess, put out a request yes, around the world. I remember. To come up with a new Hillsboro theme song. Yeah, social media was going crazy. They went nuts over it. You might have remembered a few months back, we were voted, uh, I think, number two best small little town in America. Yeah, I remember. Something that. like this. Uh, and so that was a big deal. It was a huge deal. And the town thought that with that, with the attention coming in from that and all of the just cool things happening in town, that folks should send in their tapes for their songs. That's right. This theme song. Now, they picked uh, the Weinfellers as kind of the go-between. Yes, I remember. For this. And so all you know, they gave them our email address. All the tunes started coming in. And we have today to present to our listeners uh, the two, uh, number one, right, and then the runner-up right. uh, songs. For Hillsborough's theme song. For Hillsborough's theme song. So I want to hear, I guess we'll hear runner-up first. Now let's, uh, let me tell you a little bit about oh, uh, sure, the runner-up sure, sure. song here. So uh, runner-up, um, this really interesting names here. Now these came around from all around the world, okay? Oh. <laughs> Uh, uh, this uh, was sent in by Veronica McSweeney from Wichita Falls, Texas. Okay. And Thank you, Veronica. <laughs> the title of this, if the MP3 name is correct, is The Tortured Souls of Hillsboro. Mark, I'm just going to cut that one off That's there. That's the song, huh? It's uh, horrible. It's a horrible. <laughs> that horrible was runner thing. up, huh? Um, and so Gosh. the winner, I'm not sure. Let me just tear open the envelope here All for right. the runner up. Yes. Is let's see here. Thank you. Let's see here. Hillsboro, the theme song by what? Who won? Mark, you entered a song. Oh, I guess I did. Uh, well, you won. Mark yeah. Solomon's version of Hillsboro's theme song. Congratulations, oh my gosh. Mark. Around the corner, ahead of the curve, we're the small town that strikes a nerve. Historic place we try to preserve. We serve cute cheese as an order. From Churton Street to Nash Street, you know it well. From the nickel to the courthouse with the detention cell. From Airmount to the river, walk where the lovers dwell. We are like 
like an all-inclusive resort hotel. We are Hillsborough. We're obviously better than Carborough. Maybe not as good as Pittsburgh. And where in the hell is Tarborough? Hillsborough. You can climb Okanichi Mountain State Natural Area. You can visit Gold Park and the Old Town Cemetery. A pamphlet from the Visitor Center is complimentary. Or sit at Cup of Joe's and listen to WHUP. Come eat Blacking Squad Pasta at Panchuto. A burger, fries, and a beer or two at Saratoga. La Place is the place that has the Bordeaux. The Italian place is Antonia's, not Antonio. We are Hillsborough. We're obviously better than Carborough. Maybe not as good as Pittsburgh. And where in the hell is Tarborough? Hillsborough. We're the town where everyone is wise. We're the place where no one ever dies. We seem to have a limited water supply. Hillsborough's hard to spell, so try to memorize. We are Hillsborough. We're obviously better than Carborough. Maybe not as good as Pittsburgh. And where in the hell is Tarborough? Time for a trumpet solo. My favorite segment of the week. Your good fellers, Mark and Joe, explore the exciting world of tasting and pairing wine. And remember, we're always on the lookout for suggestions from you. So let's pop the cork right now on this week's episode of The Wine Fellers. Oh, Mark. All right, so this is an exciting wine pairing event. This is with uh, beer. Are we just opening up these natty lights yeah. right here? So this is uh, I, this is uh, by oh, ratebeer.com. Smells pretty bad, been too. been rated the this is fine. world's worst beer. So we're going to try it. Yep. Mm. Really? It, it has warmed up quite a bit since I bought it. It's fine. I mean, actually, it really has no taste. I mean, I just don't. It's fine. It's Everyone just, is so upset about natural light. It's fine. I mean, there's. I mean, I I I, I feel like I'm. It's like flavored water to me. I mean, it's just not much taste to it. No, man, it's good. Mm. So we're gonna tr- we're gonna have our a beer tasting event with natural light, and I thought, the, what, I, I, uh, what would pair? No, Mark, what do you know what I'm doing? I, I saw, I saw I, you said don't look. And I saw what what I don't even want to look at that, Mark. I'm, I'm not have looking. It to, you have to. So I'm, <laughs> Mark. So I don't know what this is. I thought what would what would oh. pair best with natural light. I don't know what those are, and Mark. And so I went. Please tell me those are quail eggs. But I took on your advice. I because mm. it was a, it was such a cool store. I went to that store in Durham, the uh, Asian Market. What's it called? Lee Ming's. Mark. Yes, Lee Ming's. Tell me you did not. And let me tell you something. This, there's some. Tell me this. There's some wonderful stuff there because I had lunch there. There's some wonderful this stuff there. This cannot come from an animal. But Mark. there is some scary stuff too that I don't even know what it is. Mark. And so it was. That was something else. So the first thing I got. 
is uh, here. Here's I don't a, even want to look at this. So if you like, read, oh god, read to the thank listeners, goodness, we're, we're thank pairing goodness. natural. I can do this. Oh, okay, good. I can probably do this. So what do we got? Just hold on. Oh, so <laughs> was a, whoa. <laughs> so we got quail eggs and water. Caravel quail eggs and water. I'm already getting a little, just kind of a little sick. I don't know what is on the other side of the table there, but if you're starting. And the easiest thing to bring me up to speed here is quail eggs. These are. Um, so, and if you're if you're interested in oh knowing what, what, what the food, the four uh, foods that we're pairing with the natural light today, I've already tw- tweeted a picture of the four things that we're oh we're pairing. No, no, so no. you just go on Twitter. And I you need can to see, follow our own uh, Twitter feed, and, Mark. And you can see this what we're, we're eating. So try this is quail eggs and water. Wait, is this is this a boiled? Is this like a hard boiled quail egg? I have no idea. I don't read. Uh, I guess it's Chinese, and uh, so it's it's in a can with water. It's uh, an I'm egg eating, in a can I'm with water, the, and then immediately drinking the beer. Um, yes. okay. mm. a bit mm. leathery. Leathery. Um, um it's completely more ga- flavorless. It's more gamey than your regular egg, but um, um, mm. eh. um Mark, it's fairly unpleasant. We need we need salt and pepper. Yeah, it was. Do we so have good. salt and pepper in here? No, no. So you just try to make this as unpleasant as possible. <laughs> no, I, I didn't think about it. So, quail, oh so those quail eggs and water. I thought that was an interesting thing to try. I mean, there was a million things there. It was a really interesting store. But I'd this I is actually pretty good because, you know, you'll go into the bars and they'll have the pickled eggs. <sighs> yeah, this is like you know, well, this is like boiled. There's no vinegar or anything that is pickled in. But yeah, this is just. I get. I'm it assuming smells really. It actually smells very bad. This does. Yeah, it's well. It's kind of the uh, sulfur smell. Yeah, yeah. More like a garbage smell. A little bit. So, so this. Yeah, that was that. So that I thought that was an interesting thing to yeah, try with the world's worst beer. So we, uh, uh, yeah, it was okay. Quail egg. Yeah, delicious. Actually. So, so the second thing I thought we'd try is uh, I'm going to get the can out here. You're lulling me into complacency here, Mark. I know. Well, I'm going to need your plate back. I left one of the quail eggs on there. Hey, you didn't finish a quail egg. <laughs> So uh, here you go. Oh boy. oh boy! Oh man! <clears throat> this actually looks pretty good. We're looking like it's a giant pickled fish of some sort here. Uh, well, it's a uh, what is this? Like a big anchovy or something? Yeah, I don't think it's a fish. This is a oh, roasted. Oh no! No! no. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a roasted squid. Oh, in dude, a really? In a can, man, Mark. This is actually like I'm not really. Scared of this stuff, man. Squid, okay. roasted so squid. Roasted squid, and it this does really look good. like a roasted squid. It's kind of brownish. Oh god! Oh, it's a whole roasted squid. It's a whole oh. roasted squid <laughs> in a can. Oh no, no! Pen- I'm, I'm gonna need to everything. take this picture right now uh, and tweet it off to our. Um, oh to wow! Our, um, let me just get it in the picture with Mark. That does not look good. Mm-mm, that is not mm-mm, a good mm-mm, face. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. That okay. is not a no, good you, face. you have to try that too. Try your try your roasted squid. Um, Mark, or this, whole. I don't want to eat it after you said Mm-mm. it like that. You have to. I ate it because it's only fair. So, if you're just joining us, the wine fellows are pairing. What food goes with best with natural light? And this is all Mark. Food I, I can't after you did that face, man. All food I picked up at dude. The, it's a head. Lip, it's it's lip. tentacles. Oh uh, no, dude. I'm not. You, uh, that's a first. I dude. can't believe it. Just one little piece. <sighs> Should I cut it in half or will that just make me? No, it's just, the whole damn well, you thing. You don't have to eat the whole thing. Just take a Mark, bite. Mark, did you? You ate half. You ate the back half. Well, I don't know. Just just take a bite. Okay. Oh, it's so freaking. 
I'm going to throw up all over the studio. No, that's not. We want people to stay on the show and listen because, you know, we're going to teach you something. <laughs> I have no idea what. Okay. So. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Uh, I pulled something out of its energy. <laughs> Awful. So this is so a, I pulled. Oh, this is a, oh, oh, <laughs> is a, yeah, oh pretty, my god! This is a whole roast squid uh, out of a can, and so oh, I bit its tail off. That's what it was, and it uh, pulled out all the things stuck to well, it. No one told you that. No. Oh. So this 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 oh this has, no. This has only one review on Amazon.com. Oh. It's a one-star review, and I just thought it was funny because I read the one-star review on Amazon.com, the only review. It says, upon o- opening a can of this abomination, I was repulsed by the unappetizing look of the contents, horrible taste, and absolutely vile, <laughs> to put it simply. This is so The bad. little squids inside the can looks nothing like what you see on the can, like if that. There's matters. nothing on the can. Yeah, so I, I, I'm all about trying new foods. I'm totally like into all sorts of new stuff and there's really great food at, <laughs> at the Whoa. asian market i just didn't like this one this was a little a little much and Ma. so this i would this is a uh, 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 so what's recommended is not as a good pairing uh, on the wine fellows if you're just joining us is natural light and whole squids in some kind of broth i guess uh and i'm learning that uh losing my lunch is uh not a hashtag <laughs> so really? I'm just gonna go losing my lunch money. Well, I'm gonna need you to play it again, Mark. I don't know if I can go on, man. <laughs> this is really this gross. One, the next one's much better. This is yeah. really I no, no, I try to eat. You're gonna like this one. Try to eat that tail uh, yeah. over. Uh, let's. Uh, it was what? Well, it was just roasted squid. Yeah, this one's much better. Here you go. So, so if. <laughs> What if you, is Please describe uh, to the people listening to the radio. Why what, did you pour it on my squid? If you, uh, this is Dude. difficult to describe. Can you describe to the people listening to the radio station what you're looking at? It looks like you just poured... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, please describe No. It. What? I don't know, man. It <laughs> looks like brown sugar dirt. Yeah, so... The, but it now, upon closer inspection, looks just like fungus. Yeah, so this is like no. If you look at it, it looks like a like a heaping pile of brown sugar, oh, and there's these, these, these brown. Oh, no, it's not that yeah. bad. And these brown things. It's all hairy. It's, it's a little bit. But oh, the, and this, my squid is all in it now. Well, don't eat this. So these are brown things, kind of oh. lumpy brown things, and this brown sugary uh. pile of kind of granule, kind of like clumpy sand. I guess the best way to describe it. Oh. So uh, this is what you're eating. So go ahead. You can read. Read that, please. Uh, okay, so let's try stir this. fried marlin fish floss with seaweed. <laughs> what is All right, this is marlin fish floss? <laughs> fish floss. This is stir-fried marlin fli- fish floss <laughs> with seaweed. Um, so, no, no. So it's like, it's caramel color, the appearance. It's caramel colored. It's almost hairy and curly, like brown peat moss, I would say. So try it. I'm going to try it, Joe, so you must try it too. I don't know, man. Hmm. It's actually not bad. It's sweet. Is it? Yeah. That's just uh, seaweed well, in there? Mm, what is fish floss, man? <laughs> I don't know. I need to find that. I don't want to eat this, man. <laughs> it's just... Joe, okay, hold on. It's ingredients: it's, uh, marlin, yeah, it's tuna, just, sugar, yeah, it's sweet, pea flour. It's just fish floss. 
maybe that means something like like candy. Yeah. So it's not as bad as I thought. It's a uh, it's a little fishy, slightly sweet. <laughs> I don't think it's supposed to eat this plain. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like it's a, the texture's kind of spongy. I think it's supposed to be breading. You know I what? Think we're eating breading. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this, this, oh, I need just more of this beer, no, no. Mark. This reminds me of something. You... Oh, the best part of this pairing is the worst beer in the world. See? See how wonderful the beer is? Now you understand the strategy of the beer tasting. Congratulations. Oh. Now, so to That me, natural light have, has it's never actually, tasted. It actually, remind, it's actually like fish food, I think. Well, now that you <laughs> say that, uh-huh, that's exactly what it tastes like. Yeah. I think uh, from the, food. on the food. front of this uh, container, yes, uh, I can't believe you bought something called fish floss. There's a bunch of sushi rolls, and yeah. this is kind of piled next to some lettuce. There's a burrito in the background. <laughs> I don't think that's a burrito. <laughs> yeah. So this is stir-fried marlin fish floss with seaweed. I mean, um, definitely not. still not a re- recommendation by the wine fellers, but something interesting to try with your natural light if you are so inclined. And if you're home and playing along, open up your stir-fried Marlin fish uh, philosophy. After opening, it says, please consume as soon as possible. <laughs> oh, Mark. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we have one more pairing. Oh, no. What? What are you going to do? We got a whole huge uh, container of stir-fried Marlin fish floss. Well, we're going to donate to the studio. We need someone to call in, uh, write in, and tell us what in the world we're supposed to do with this. All right, so here we are, the last one. We have to move along to our last uh, wine uh, or beer pairing with food. It says, after opening, place in shade. No need refrigerate. Oh, no need. Okay. But don't put it in the sunlight. I'm kind of, I'm kind of freaking out over right. this squid on so my plate here. So here's the last one. Would yes. you like, here's the last pairing. We have what's this? No, Mark. Mm-hmm. What's that? Oh, good lord, Mark. So this is preserved duck eggs. Preserved duck eggs. What does that even mean? So these are. It says on the on the cover, preserved duck egg. It says keep refrigerated, no lead production, which I assume is a good thing. <laughs> this is a bad this and is all bad so this is egg preserved I had to do a little Wikipedia research on this this is egg preserved in a mixture of clay ash <sighs> salt and quicklime for several months it looks like a freaking uh what would you call that when you petrified egg? Yeah. So, but all right. This 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 is the most intriguing so yeah, far. Yeah. So they're preserving the egg for several months. Place it against my squid. Now the mark. problem is. Let me just explain to the problem before we eat in. Okay. Heavy metals were used to speed up the process to turn more profit for le- for less time and unscrupulous practices of these small factories who make the uh, the the preserved duck egg century egg thing, and so. Um, well, that sounds reasonable. Right, and so uh, it was rampant in China and forced many Taiwanese, Hong Kong, and other honest manufacturers to label their boxes lead-free, and this box is labeled lead-free. So uh, you're- oh, Regardless of the- Oh! How? You bro- broke op- <gasps> open the top of your egg and it's- Oh, so this is- No. This is an egg it's in a shell. It's completely black. So this is an egg that's in a shell, kind of a gray egg, and we just broke it open, and the egg is completely- It's pitch black. Wait, is there a- Oh no! Wow. Wait, is that a live duck? In I mean, not live, but 
I don't know, man, a but that is a completely a black half, egg. It is a half-formed, in mine, a half-formed embryo. Oh, no, really? Yes. Oh, is it, is it an embryo inside? Look at that. There's its head, dude. Oh, my That's God. That's the tip of its head. Oh, my God. This is the most disgusting episode. You're listening. You said this was going to be the best wow. show ever, Mark. So this, that is a straight. That's straight up duck. So if you're just head. joining us in the Weinfellers, we're uh, pairing preserved duck egg, uh, which is an egg just preserved for several months in clay. This is so bad. And uh, so with, bad. with natural light. So try because we only have a minute left. So you have to try your egg. So uh, I'm going to literally a minute left. I'm going to try a bite. So uh, here we go. Oh, Mark, you took the tiniest bite in the whole. Oh man! Oh, you think about that? Oh, it's like jelly. Oh, it's gelatinous. It's like jelly. It's like a jelly oh! egg. <coughs> oh my god. Oh, it's like Mark, a. It's I like cannot. a. You. That would be a first. I just tried it. It's a, I just smelled it, and mm. there's a head, a small duck head, well, and ar- you don't look well right now. Yeah, eat around the head. You just yeah, just try a little. So eat around. So I'm, gonna, ju- I'm gonna lose it, Mark. It's, that's okay. It's a gelatinous I'm, black egg. I'm gonna lose it. Yeah, it's a gel. So if you want to try. Try it. Oh, just a little bite. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like it's like it's Jello mix, like in the form. <laughs> so I don't. I don't. Oh, think, Mark. I don't think this egg was cooked. I think it was just. Pe- I think petri- it was just petrified. In oh, look at the center. Oh God. That's so oh. Bad. Oh, this it's is, all I've busted it open because wow, this oh, is something else. Yeah. it's just oh, <laughs> oh, it's just oh, it's an just, egg yeah. that has gone rotten. It's a, it's okay. a rotten egg. Oh, all right. Oh, so Mark. thank you for joining us in the Wine Fellers, oh. and uh, tune in next week. Um, or not. <laughs> but you've been listening to another exciting episode of the Wine Fellers. North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is is that the fun can continue online. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week. Songs and melodies Change and change and sway But they still stay the same The songs that we sung when the dark days come Are the songs that we sung when we chased them away If I ever found a pot of gold I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines Cause I'm gonna die with a twinkle in my eye Cause I sang songs, spun stories Love, laughed and drank wine Tomorrow is another day The cats are out to play, to play That old rusty spaceship wants to sail Into the Milky Way again On a river of red, red wine Fun, 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 fun,
In summer, the bushfires rage and rage and rage on such beautiful.